Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my two players, James Bunkle and Paul Flinders. Say hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit scared this week. <laughs> Just a little bit. A little bit? Just a little bit? Just a little Good. bit. Good. That's, that's the atmosphere I like to cultivate at my table. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of healthy fear. Yeah, I mean, is it really D&D if you aren't terrified? I don't know. True. But yeah, they will be reprising their roles as Urogar, the dragonborn ghoul paladin sorcerer, a man of dualities, and Varys, our little eldritch knight, the half-elf. And last week was fun. I had fun. <laughs> that makes one of us. Yeah, oh. Var- Varys pooed in his armor. <laughs> I mean, I think we can sum last week up with things went badly and continue to go badly. I would actually, I'll redact that and replace it with things went badly and then got much, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. Like, let's if you go through our episodes, there's not. I think there might only be like one episode where we ever stopped a session mid-combat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is like either the first or second time it's ever happened, but it was such a such a perfect moment to stop on. Of Varus's dawning horror and realization of just what might be going on here. And oh boy. <laughs> Guess that means we should probably recap though. So Absolutely. last week we had an unintentional assault on the palace of Sarnath. <laughs> <laughs> In Thank which, you! <laughs> yeah, in which Varys and Erok on one side of the palace, let's say the east side, and Rogar and Meatbone on the west side ended up taking on two different sets of ghoul reanimated guards, and results varied, let's say. Erok proved himself quite capable in combat. Varys became a turtle. <laughs> Rogar used some improvised weaponry known as Meatbone. <laughs> And, I mean, I could just say the end result was, what, Meatbone is gone back to pretending to be dead. Rogar is now pretending to be a guard with one of his last remaining disguised selves and is stood where the two guards he killed were standing. Erok, who knows, because Varys died, so he didn't get to see how that fight ended. But for once, of all the failed saves Varys went through, for once... You passed that wisdom check when you died. Finally. <laughs> so you, you didn't give up a memory. You weren't stunned. You still kind of flickered in and out of the dreamlands for a moment and appeared somewhere else. But you appeared in relative safety. You were inside the palace, but there were no guards. There was nothing worse. So you decided to hide, which was probably a good idea. Let's be fair. But it seems the creature that was walking through the corridors searching for what all the commotion was, because there was an alarm going off. I, I didn't mention that, but uh, the, an alarm was tripped. Where our strange, creepy monstrosity was walking through the halls, he, he spotted you, Barris. He did. And as he walked into the room and seemed to know who you were, the realization began to dawn on you that this may in fact be a man from your past. Mm. As he revealed part of his flesh and you saw those screaming faces trapped underneath his skin those 
horrifying whispers just burning into your ears, pounding against your head, and his horrible little chuckle as you, well, as you said, shut your pants. Mm, certainly did. Now, your resistors attempt to just nicely restrain you, and that's pretty much be the end of his turn, so we're going to kind of just jump straight back into combat here. Um, the only one last thing to note is, for Rogar, as he was stood outside, he heard some shattering of glass, but doesn't know what that's to do with yet. Nope. Lots of fun secrets. Good times. <laughs> so, if I go back to my initiative tracker from last week, <laughs> which I don't often have to do, uh, so Dr. Nick is going to end his turn. He's going to walk, well, slightly towards you, Varys, so that you're, yeah. let's say, about 15 feet away from him. Right. You know, for reasons. For reasons. Um, technically, next on my initiative tracker is any uh, ghoul raiders, of which one is still alive, the one that tripped the alarm. Eh, he does things. We'll, we'll move on from that. Next up, Erok, if he's still alive. Who knows? He's doing something. And then it's Varys. What are you doing, Varys? You're in a reasonably small sort of side room that was connected to one of the main corridors that ran through the palace. You're indoors. You failed to hide, and this monstrosity is in front of you. So what What are you doing? Just quick check. He's between me and the door, isn't he? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so I've got two options, whether to attack him or to talk. Now, Varys isn't very healthy at the minute. Varys is. Obviously, when he's come back... He's obviously still hurting from the experience of the battle that he's just he's just had the experience. He's still suffering from that, you know, the air quotations death and reanimation sort of thing. And then he's obviously got this guy in front of him who he sees the guys, he recognises who they are. He's put two and two together and realised this person in front of him is the person he's been he's vowed vengeance on since he arrived in the Dreamlands. Doctor, Doctor Nick, the the wizard that transported him and his um, his crew of um, revolutionaries, bandits, call them what you will, uh, the Sword of Varadin, and he just looks them over. He sees, he sees uh, Swampy, he sees uh, Rico, he sees Rico the, the Bard, he sees Toph, Goldfinger, Daz and not Daz. He sees little Tom, Mister Green, Doc. He's like, he looks at, he looks at Doctor Nick and he's like. What, what have you, what have you done? What, have, what have you done with our comrades? What, what, why are you holding the prisoner inside? He, he can't believe he's saying these words inside his, inside himself. What, he, what, what's going on? You see, the side of Doctor Nick's mouth that's still vaguely humanoid curls up slightly in a, in such a, a nasty little smile. Yes. Oh. Your old friends are perfectly fine. They just decided to help me here. You could say they sacrificed themselves for the greater good. <laughs> At this point, Varys has grabs the sword, his hilt of his sword, restraining himself from taking it out of its its scabbard and lunging forward at Doctor Nick. He knows if he takes him on right now, on his own, in his condition, he's going to die. And he's like, sacrificed or murdered? These were these were our comrades. These we we had a cause. We was going to we was going to save Varadin. We was going to free Varadin. Why do this? 
what's your what's your goal? Oh, don't you worry about that. I'll decide what I worry about. And he draws his sword, but he doesn't attack. Are you just going to stand there? Um, Zarius draws his sword, realizes the, the the severity of the situation, drops his sword. Okay. Yeah, and Varys looks up at Doctor Nick and just says, "Why? Why?" And Varys sort of like gets on his knees and sort of like starts to not cry per se, but like almost feels like he's let his comrades down. Sort of thing. Do me a persuasion check. Yeah. Gills. Persuasion. Ten. Why? Simple, really. My survival was far more important than theirs. I may have changed since that day. But I assure you that this existence is far better than being torn apart, scattered through the astral sea. I thank your comrades for their sacrifice. They have allowed me to become something far greater than I once was. You're a monstrosity. How are you greater than what you were? I think that's the end of your turn, unless you're doing something else. Um, pretty much it. I, I'll, I'll just be conversation. I would, I'm not going to attack because I know for a fact I would be just smeared. So. Fair enough. So you yeah. are on your knees, dropped your sword. Don't want. To, obviously, I don't want to assume to be a threat because obviously he knows if he gets attacked, he can't do anything. He's going to die if he gets attacked. Simply. Mm. So it's no point becoming a threat. If there's something he could do further down the line, potentially. That's what Varys is thinking. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So then. Okay, well, if that's the end of your turn, we're going to move forward. So, something happens, and (laughs) Rogar. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so fun. Uh, Rogar, uh, as you're looking around, you know, pretending to be a guard, darting your eyes side to side, you see a bit of a, a light almost greenish glow from the corner of the palace, uh, about 40 feet in the air. Mm-hmm. You can't quite see around the corner, though, so you're not certain what's causing it, but you see, like, light a little tiny bit on the ground, and then a little bit, like, high up on the wall. Okay. What are you doing? Are you gonna stand still, or are you doing something? Would I have to move to do a perception check on it? Uh, you can't see from here. Yes, you'd have to, like, move towards the corner of the palace to see anything. Um... You know, I'm going to move towards the corner of the palace to see what I can see. Okay. So what? you... Yeah, I'll maintain being dressed as I am, like. Okay. So you sort of meander your way down, pretending to be a ghoul. Yeah. animated. Yeah. As you get to the corner of the palace and look up, you see two windows that have shattered. The glass okay. is just all over the floor. Yep. And floating above you, you see two of those flaming skeletal heads floating. Okay. Say around 40 feet above you. Right. Uh, Did they see me? Uh, It's your turn at the moment. They have burst out of there and they seem to be starting to move in a uh, searching formation. Okay. Well, I have no interest in interrupting them. Um, So, so I'm still on, like, 
the side of this I'm still on like my own on this side of the palace really. Yep. Um, uh, hmm. Can they can they see Meatbone? Not from where they are. They they don't have any sort of clear line of sight. So as you've you've just got to like the corner, stuck your yeah. head around, you can see them floating at what is effectively the front of the palace. Okay. Um I wanna go uh, I'm gonna go and uh, hmm. I will say you don't really have much movement left if you want to try to get any further. I'm just thinking about possibly going and picking Meatbone up. Um, what I'm going to do is, rather than that, I'll go. I'll duck back into like the shadows uh, around the corner, away from them. Okay, so you're going to kind of press up against the wall and hope yeah, they don't spot yeah. you. Do you want to take your action to do me a stealth? Uh, oh shit! Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot easier for them to spot you if you don't. So up to you. Yeah, yeah, I'll be one. <laughs> is it still with disadvantage? It would be yes, Mister Clanky. I'm still Mr. Clanky. I'm. I look. Oh no, I look like something else. Yeah, you look like something yeah, else, but yeah, it's just yeah. a magical illusion. Yeah. <laughs> Such BS. <laughs> An 18! Shut up! Yes. An I don't like that roll. An 18 with disadvantage! Oh yes! <laughs> I, I don't respect that roll. That must have been as close to a that 20 without being a that 20. <laughs> You're all two sixteens. You fucking fine. <laughs> fine, whatever. You press up against the wall. You think you did it pretty quietly. Yeah, I did. And that was Rogar's turn. <laughs> Doctor Nick. Doctor Nick reaches into a small pouch at his waist, and he pulls out a syringe, and he looks at you, those empty sockets that were once his eyes, and goes. One last chance, Varus. The easy way or the hard way. Oh, shit. Um, is it... I look at him and go, you can clearly see I'm in no position to fight. Do you need to syringe me? I'd certainly prefer it. If I come willingly, do I need to... If I come willingly, will you need to stick that in me? Oh, most definitely. Just look at him in look at him in what I assume is his eyes and go, well, what's the hard way then? He lashes out with one of those tentacle arms to attempt to knock you unconscious with non-lethal damage. Oh lovely. First one's a massive miss though. Even this yeah. uh, plus to hit. So he slashes out at you. Actually no. <laughs> You're on your knees. I mean, do I take that as prone? Is that advantage? Well, I suppose it's kind of up to you, isn't it? That is up to me. I mean, I you were kind of supplicating yourself. I I kind of feel like it should be with advantage. If that's what you. To be fair, I am basically. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Okay, well, with advantage, you still missed. So he's one of those three long tentacles. You realize just how long they are when it when it kind of slithers out towards you at an incredible speed and tries to just smack you on the side of the head, but you just instinctively duck and he smashes through a table and then he goes for a second attack. Hmm. Uh, this one I think hits. How does a 27 to hit do you? That will hit even if I cast a shield. Okay. Well, you have one health, so he successfully knocks you unconscious. Okay, then. That's lovely. So as the second tentacle just comes around, you sort of duck down after the first one, but as you hear the crash of the table behind you, you don't see the second tentacle lash out and crack you across the jaw. Clever girl. And as you're fading into unconsciousness, 
you just hear time for surgery <laughs> and that's the end of that <laughs> so how do we start doing these things I say right now do we just move out of initiative now because that was kind of the only bit that was keeping it in now Rogar is sort of hiding yeah. um, what I'll do I'll finish this round so the flame skulls move next one of them is going to come around your corner Rogar so okay. he's going to do a perception check and basically see if he spots you okay uh, and you got an 18 for your stuff, so... I did. Okay. He comes around the corner and seems to keep moving. So he's flying, say, about 40 feet above you. He seems to be adding to the patrols, looking, trying to find out just why the alarm went off. But he moves past you. He is hovering just over where the two guards who were guarding the door were. Okay. So, but he doesn't see me, and that's the key thing. He hasn't, seemingly has not seen you. Um, okay. Uh, so, well, I guess you're looking to me to what I'm doing. Yep. No. I say now we kind of move out of initiative, let's say. So, yeah. we'll end this combat. Okay. Um, uh, so, you are there basically stealth. You see Meatbones on the floor. He is doing his best to pretend to play dead. The Flame Skull hasn't gone to inspect him or anything yet because it would involve him getting closer to the ground. Yep. Okay. So, um,. I don't want to just assume it's going to leave him alone. Uh, and I don't want to leave him alone either. Um, I kind of want to just kind of hold my position just so I can keep an eye on Meatbone. Um, you know, because I don't... Uh, ooh, idea. Okay. Uh, I kind of want to just... I just want to stay where I am, really. Okay. Um, well, I... And just keep an eye on Meatbone. Uh, you know, if the, I just don't want this thing to, like... Well, kill him, really. Okay. Well, as you're hiding there, the flaming skull starts to descend. And this thing is literally just a skull that is wreathed in this green, ever-burning flame. And it floats down to get a good look at Meatbone's body. And it's you see it's looking around. It sees, like, the parts of the ghoul reanimated that exploded. Yeah. It doesn't see the other one because it ran yeah. inside. Yeah. And it looks at Meatbone's body. And it's going to cast magic missile on him. Uh, can I cast something or not? Do you have counter spell? Uh, no, no, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna try and cast. It. I was gonna try and uh, interest it in something else. Hmm. Well, it's gonna cast a spell regardless. You can do something afterwards if you want. Because <sighs> you don't have a reaction that would allow you to stop what he's doing. Okay. Is if you see what I mean. So he's casting. Yeah, yeah. If you had like counter spell, you could stop it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a paladin, so uh, he casts magic missile. I'm gonna do a roll for Meatbone. Okay. As he lies on the floor, and these you watch these three little arcane blue darts appear in front of the flame skull and just choo -choo -choo, hit him in the back. And okay. he watches Meatbone, doesn't move, doesn't react, just takes the hit. Oh, stay still. Okay. What are you doing? Are you doing anything? Um, you, you notice the flame skull does that, and it doesn't seem to be per preparing another attack. Seems confused. You're noticing one thing about this this creature just from watching it. For a yeah. few moments, unlike the um, the reanimated, this thing is showing a level of intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I'm going to leave it because I'm hoping it's going. Well, it should really leave him alone now. Yeah. Um, Are you going to wait yeah. to see and find out? Yes. Okay. It kind of looks at Meatbone a little bit longer, surveys its damage, and then starts to move away, continuing its patrol around the outside. And from where you are, Rogo, you can also see there are other 
reanimated ghouls outside the palace patrolling as well. They're a little bit far away from you because this side of the palace wasn't as secured as the other, but they are doing their rounds of the courtyard. Okay. Um... So the flaming skull is now heading towards what is effectively the back of the palace. Okay. Um, So I want to go and heal Meatbone. Okay. If I can. Um, And as I'm doing, I'm going to pick him up again. Mm -hmm. Um, And because I'll use lay on hands as I'm carrying him. Okay. How much are you healing him for? Um, I'll give him. Yeah. I'll give him the last 10 that I've got. Uh, Okay. So you kind of infuse him with this uh, eldritch unholy energy that channels you and he kind of glows with this greenish aura for a moment and it absorbs into his ghoulish physique and you yeah. see him go, oh, thank you. That hurt. <laughs> that yeah. hurt quite a bit. Uh, in, well, as, I, as I'm doing that, as I've picked him up, um, I don't know if I can carry on or not, but uh, I'm going to I want to turn as I'm going to head into the palace. Okay. So what are you are you just wandering into the palace? I'm not. I'm not running um, because I don't want to draw any kind of attention. Plus, I'm quite loud. Um, you are. So I don't want to run. Um, so I'm just going to be like make my way in. You know, normally. Um, you know what I mean. Okay. Where are you intending to head? I want to go in to then find a way upstairs. Oh, you want to go upstairs? Interesting. Okay. So you haven't tried to get upstairs before, so do me an investigation check, and it's going to see how long it takes. And, well, we'll see what happens with how long it takes. (sighs) Something you do notice now that you go back inside the palace, like Varys saw, you can see all these, like, sigils that are, like, lit up in the corridor. They're all sort of evenly spaced all the way down the walls, so you get the idea that maybe this is what the ghoul reanimated came into and kind of hit to set this alarm off. Right, okay. Um, uh, and an investigation of nine. Um, so, yeah. Nine. Okay. It's going to take me a while. Yeah, I'd say it takes you about, say, about 15 minutes to find okay. a staircase that goes up. Okay. So, Varys, note, 15 minutes have passed. Yay. Rogar. Yeah. You find the stairway that leads up. Yep. You're just going to head straight up. Uh, I'll do a perception check to see if I can hear anything upstairs, uh, or smell anything, because I have, like, super smell and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I'll just ro- I'll roll a perception for that. Certainly. And I don't get advantage, because it's hearing. And I rolled a natural one. <laughs> so, um, I sense fuck all. Um, I will say... With your ghoulish nose, you do get advantage on, like... Do you get advantage on sensing, like, undead? I forget. I guess... Uh, or is it just it. dead bodies? Um, Let me have a look. Grave nose, you have advantage on... You have advantage on perception checks that rely on smell to know it. Do notice or recognize corpses, decaying things, meat, and undead creatures. Undead creatures, so roll me that perception check one more time, and we'll take the higher. Hopefully it's higher than a natural one for you. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Uh, it's a seven. Seven. <laughs> that, surprisingly, is good enough, because I rolled very low on uh, these things' stealth. <laughs> it's got a five total. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, what you would smell yep. is... You don't know exactly what type of undead it is. You smell some sort of dead body that is moving. 
like the scent is changing. So you assume upstairs there are undead creatures, and having seen that the flame skulls burst out of the windows upstairs, you yeah. don't know whether it's more of them or perhaps more of the reanimated. Oh. Okay. Um, would I know how far this stairwell is away from uh, the the room with the uh, the 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 vault in it? Room with the vault in it. Um, from this stairwell, you get to the vault probably in about uh, say five minutes. Because hmm. I haven't seen any of the ghoul reanimated carrying bodies. You see, this is this is this is this is what's going through my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to be the only one that's walking around carrying body. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want, you can try hide meat bone in a room somewhere. And I, and I get the feeling that that room. Nobody really uses it because I'm I'm assuming he can't get in it just like I can't. Possibly. You don't know. Um I don't know if this is a good plan or a bad plan. Um uh yeah, I'll uh screw it. I'm gonna nah screw it, I'm gonna take him with me, fuck it. Okay. Um right, I'm going I'm I I am i am gonna head up the stairs, but I'm gonna be a bit cautious about it. Um you know, I'm assuming that the reanimated are probably allowed up there. Um, cause I'm also assuming you can't just change disguise self, you know, into disguise as something else. That is a very good question. Um, disguise self. Do, 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 it says you can use your action to dismiss it. Um, you can't change your body type. You do, do, do. otherwise the illusion is up to you. Um, I'll be honest. It doesn't say that you can't change it. Oh, I'm right, reading okay. somewhere, so you can change it as you like, as long as it stays within the confines of the spell. All right, I'd like to change back into one of the flaming skull dudes. Oh, the shadow skeletons. Yes, mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. The shadow skeletons. I want because they're the ones that were carrying the people and stuff, weren't it? So. Yep. Yep. So I'm okay. Change back sure. into one of them, so I look a bit. So yeah, that that leaves you that 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 issue. Okay. Cool. So you head upstairs dressed as a uh, shadow skeleton. Yes. And you make it up to the landing, and the first thing you see, and I'm not going to make you roll for this because it's, it's everywhere. Okay. Someone or something has taken the time to etch into the walls with chalk, paint, scratches, like various forms of making marks, arcane sigils, different to the ones downstairs on the corridor. Someone has been meticulous and intricate with the entire top floor landing way and you notice it starts to stretch through the corridors into other rooms in like every direction that you see up here oh okay um would i be able to do an arcana check on one of um, like these sigils to see if i recognize what they do yeah uh, you can indeed and i roll the seven seven um the seven you can't tell a lot you can tell that it's complex um, certainly beyond your capability to do yourself. Yep. Um, you see lots and lots of... You'd almost guess maybe different spells interweaving with each other. This is very powerful ritualistic magic. With a seven, the best you can get, you notice one of the, one of the symbols translates roughly to movement. <sighs> right. That's not good. That's all you get with a seven, though. Uh, get the impression I shouldn't be walking through here. Um, hmm. 
I wonder if I have anything that can disguise my... This might get me killed anyway. <laughs> um, um, if I can, uh, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna cast. I wanna, what I want to do is thirty feet away from me. I want to cast. I want to cast minor illusion. Okay, it's like one down one of the corridors. Yeah, so like the corridor that I can see in front of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, well, there's probably more than one corridor, but I'm assuming the all of these corridors have. Uh, the sigils down. Yeah, it, yeah, all over them, all over the walls, even some places yeah. on the ceiling. So one of them said movement. So what I want to do, thirty feet away from me, down what looks to be the grandest corridor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want uh, cast minor illusion, um, which so it can be a sound or image. Uh, cannot create any. Uh, yeah, any sound or image I wish. Yeah. Um, so I just want to cast it of like I don't know, like a like a person running or something. So you want to do the sound of a person running or the image of a person running? The 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 image. Okay. So you send a vaguely humanoid-looking, simple shape running in that direction. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me do some rolls. Hmm. Um, you hear the trudging of feet on the. Uh, wooden floorboards, you just hear them creaking under heavy footsteps, and you watch as one of the ghoul raiders walks out into the corridor. Okay. Do you Are you holding the illusion, or are you just making it disappear as soon as he gets close? Disappear as soon as he gets close. Okay. He kind of wanders out, looks at it, is seemingly a little bit confused, and then starts patrolling off down the corridor. Okay. Um, Alright. Uh, so, oh, did I, so did I see what room he came out of? Yep. I want to go to that room. Okay, so you you wander through and you head up to that main corridor and you just dip your head into the room on the side. And again, this whole place is just covered in this spell, whatever it is. Yeah. You see it all over the walls of this room, all over its ceiling. It has been meticulously put together. Yeah. So, what do you want to do? So, uh, so, did I, so, uh, right. was there anything else in the room? Um, in the room, generally, I mean, it's just like old decaying furniture, some bits of cloth hanging from the ceiling that may have once been like tapestries. It's this whole place is ruined, like most of Sarnath. And you see, oh. one thing you do notice is that these rooms look a bit more bare than some of the houses you've been in, which is a bit surprising for the palace. But yeah. you start to get the impression that maybe whoever has taken up residence here has been here a while and already kind of sorted through what he thought was valuable and what wasn't. Ooh, that's quite interesting. Um, also quite frustrating um, because this is only going to go badly. Um, okay, um, so I've gone down the grandest hallway. Yes, and your rough idea of what the palace is laid out like, because you have been walking around here for a while, yeah. you realize if you followed this main hallway down, you yep. would get to essentially the second landing in that central column that you... Yep looked over in the first landing earlier and you kind of looked down to the cellar okay. where that lab was. Yeah. This would be the one above that one. All right, okay. Is there so uh, is there a room at the end of this corridor? Uh the grand corridor? Yes. Uh it opens out into that main central column. All right, okay. So I'd have to check at least all as, of them. as best you can tell from here anyway. Do any of the doors look fancier than others when I'm in the corridor? 
Ah, to be fair, it's a palace. There's plenty of fancy doors. It's all quite uniformly designed. Um, are well, you going to try route around upstairs, I guess is the question, with whatever else is up here? What I'm trying to do is I just want... I, 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 don't, I don't want to route around in every room. Um, that's, that's not my intention. Though I probably am missing out on some good shit, um, like a boat or whatever. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, what I want to do is I want... I want to find the king's quarters, which is why I'm looking for the grandest looking room. Mm-hmm. Um, have a quick open the door. Does it look like a dump? Yes or no? And mm-hmm. then um, you know, uh, and then make my way. You know, okay. out, out of it kind of thing. That's what I'm trying to do. If that's going to be a bit, I can understand why that would be a bit difficult in like obviously decaying palace. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if like. I see, because I've never met him. I can't really like distinguish the smell of where he would have been or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm quite, you know, I'm open to how you want to interpret it, but that's my aim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you're going to try to do that, it's going to take you an investigation and a stealth to see if you avoid the patrols that are going on up here. Oh, that sounds like, that just sounds bad. Um, but if I don't try, I won't know. Well, I, 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 I'm going to have to, Anna, uh, because the only other option is to go back to the big room and hope that he's not there. Um, and I don't know where he is. So it makes sense I try and avoid it. Right, investigation. Uh-huh. That's a four. <laughs> uh, stealth, which, uh, well, unless I'm lucky, will be poor. That's uh, a six. <laughs> So that could have gone much worse. <laughs> it could have gone a lot worse. Really? <laughs> no. Have you just started a fight in the palace? Not necessarily. <laughs> Depends if it tries to fight me. Okay. So you're going around the palace, and yeah. it's taking you a long time. Taking yeah. you another 15 minutes to get anywhere. Yeah. You kind of make your way around this secondary floor and you don't find anything that resembles like the king's private quarters. Okay. But you do eventually come across another staircase that leads to the top floor. Oh, God. And as you stood there looking at that staircase, you hear the flickering flames of one of the flame skulls come up behind you. Okay. Um, and... Before anything else, it's going to check whether it just sees straight through your sky itself. So, what's your spell save, DC? Oh, bollocks. Um, spell save. It's a gigantic 12. Oh, 12. Shit. Uh, it depends how good it is at investigating. <sighs> I rolled so badly. <gasps> Natural three. Yes! <laughs> the flame skull comes up behind you. And you're one of the shadow skeletons at the moment. It kind of floats around you for a moment, like does a full circle to inspect you, and then goes, <laughs> Take the body downstairs. What are you doing up here? I'm just going to nod and walk downstairs. Down, so you're going to head back towards the stairs that would lead down? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to do what it says. Okay, so you start heading off that way, and you, you, I assume you, start, you go a fair distance down before you're happy that the flame skull may have moved on. Oh yeah. Okay. So you get... You walk for like, let's say five minutes, and then you think you're safe to kind of turn around and quickly head back to that staircase leading up if that's what you want to do. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, just that makes... Sorry, mate, it's just a quick question. Should I be tallying up this time it's spent? Because <laughs> you asked me to take a note before. <laughs> well, let's just say the more time wasted, the worse this may be for Varus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm here to do one thing. Okay, so you, you head back, so and you go to that next staircase up. Are you just going to go straight up? Uh, another, I'll do a perception uh, before I head up there uh, again. See what I can uh, see if I can sniff anything out and whatnot. Okay, do do me one. Oh, still a thirteen. Thirteen. Um, sniffing around, you can smell that the flame skull that spotted you isn't too far away from here. It's still patrolling around, but yeah. you don't smell anything upstairs. Perhaps you're inadvertently lucky that two flame skulls left from the top of the building. Okay, I'm going up to the top floor then. So you head up to the top floor, and the top floor is a little bit more open, and as you're kind of looking around, it's very clear that, yes, you do see a much fancier-looking door that may well be the king's private quarters. I want to go through that door. <laughs> so oh, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a perception check on the door first, though. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> go for it. Uh, and I'll, I'll open my helmet as well. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry? I rolled a three with advantage. <laughs> That's just a door, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Who's right, your I, turn for the shit rolls this week? Yep, I opened the fucking door. Because <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yep. And uh, if you will, make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, bastard. Uh, <laughs> I rolled an 11. An 11. Um, so as you push open the door, you don't quite notice the uh, very, very thin, almost imperceptible sets of wires that lead uh. up above you that open up a little trap door and a, you guess, maybe two buckets worth of acid drop on you. Oh, fuck. And you take... Ah, uh, didn't roll too high. You take ten points of acid damage. It's still not nice. <laughs> it's just unpleasant. It's just a bit harsh. Yeah. Oh, meat's gonna take ten damage as well. He did. <laughs> so you can't deck save when you're holding him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that was fun for me. So, <laughs> you walk into the king's private yeah. chambers. Uh, it is a, well, as you're kind of glancing your eyes around, at one point in history, this may have been a just beautifully laid out bedroom for Sarnath's one and only ruler. But now, just like the rest of his palace, it has fallen to ruin. You see the remnants of a massive four-poster bed that's just... It looks like it's almost been cut open. You wonder if people have been searching this room for various items. You see a desk that's somewhat intact. You see a dresser. You see... Basically, the room is laid out like a regular bedroom, but it's just so much... At one point, it was so much nicer, and now it is just a large, decaying room. Okay. Um... Do I notice any uh, anything that's left standing in this room? You know, if stuff started to decay pretty quickly, um, do know. me a do me an investigation. Put that uh, mind to work, Mister Paladin. Oh, 
Please roll okay. A fucking eight. Ah, uh, an eight. You take a bit of time going around. You know, you really want to be thorough. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that'd be another ten minutes going through this room. Oh. Which at some point your disguise self must be wearing off. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm assuming you're going to tell me when it wears off. Uh so we did fifteen, fifteen. You're on forty-five 10, minutes. Five. Mm, I feel it must be slightly higher than that, but uh, mm. go on. You've got fifteen minutes left. Okay. So actually, yeah. no, you don't. You'd have like five minutes left because you put it on outside, and then you were dicking about outside. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's acceptable. Uh, you've got five minutes. Right, so, okay. after going around the room and checking everything you can that doesn't just decay in your hands or fall apart, you eventually do go to the desk and you kind of very gingerly open one of the drawers. Yeah. And you see some papers in there that you hesitate not to touch because you think if you try to touch them, they will literally just crumble. Okay. But you do see a bit of writing on there and it seems to be perhaps a draft or maybe even the, one of the earlier stages of the speech he was going to read in the center of town. Okay. It looks to be like with like lots of like crossing out and uh, rewriting bits. So this definitely looks like not the finished article. Yeah. That's that's what you find up here. So uh, right, okay. Um I don't suppose I can I don't suppose I can read it. Um just read if you get try like lean in and try to give it a bit of a read. It's basically just talking about how great Sarnath is, how this is such a, a wonderful day in their history, how this is the time that they became the ultimate rulers of the land. Basically glory to Minar and Sarnath, its true victors, etc. etc. You see little bits in there where he kinda derides uh the people of Ib without being too specific. Like okay. those horrible fish creatures that we smote and things like that. He's very, right. you know, it's a typical kind of propagandary sort of speech from the ruler. Yeah, yeah, right. I take it I don't see the idol anywhere. No. Do I see a key anywhere? Nope. So there's literally nothing else in this room? Nope. Hmm. <sighs> Do I take a chance and take a long rest? <laughs> <laughs> uh... But then again, there's nothing in the room to prop the door shut with, is there? Um, I mean, you could try and move some of the furniture, like the dresser or something. Uh, hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'll, uh, it's going to be quite noisy, isn't it? Probably. There'll probably be stuff below <laughs> me that can hear me. Uh, um, like a, like a, an ensuite. Uh, yeah, there'd be a bathroom. Chances of taking a short rest in the bathroom. Oh, you want to just rest up for an hour in the bathroom? You know, uh, you know, just roll some hit dice. Uh, Meat can take a bit of a rest as well. Um, sure, if you want to wait an hour in the bathroom. Varys <laughs> uh, oh, might die, but then again, I don't know what's happened to Varys. As That's far as I know, true. he's fine. This is true. I, I, I'm, I'm really sorry, but this is what I would do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd probably, um, you know, I'd be myself up against the door, but, you know, uh, not doing too much moving around. But, you know, me and uh, me and Meat might try and get, like, a, a bit of a short rest in. Mm. Uh, I'd say do me one thing. So yeah. you're stood in the bedroom. There is a um, a window, a small one in the bathroom. Okay. Um, that is, 
you know, it's not the easiest to look out of, but do me a perception check as you kind of, as you open the bathroom up and you kind of walk inside. Do me a perception check to see what you hear. Here? Oh. Yeah. 13. 13. Very faintly, you hear a sound of a, a small explosion coming from outside. Small explosion? Ooh. Oh, like the, almost like the, 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 crap, what they're called? Kingsbury Bobbies. The Ibber back. Like the what, sorry? Like, like, like the ghost of Ibber back. No, this reminded you a little bit more of when the reanimated exploded. Oh. Oh, shit. I know shit's going down. Um. Do you look out the window? Yeah. As you kind of rush over and. I assume you try to like stick your head out because like it's dirty, it's old, it's covered in cobwebs and dust. You try to like yeah. jimmy it open a little bit. You look outside and you see Erock on the floor, like on the on the ground floor in the courtyard. He's just seemingly killed one of the um ghoul reanimateds. Yep. You see it in like exploded pieces all around him. He okay. is bloody and battered, and he stood there holding his glaive, but you also notice he's entirely alone. Shit. Um, and do me another perception check. Uh, is this sight or sound? Uh, be sight. Advantage. 17. 17? You see, just out of the corner of your eye, another one of those flame skulls is coming yeah. around the corner in the distance that hasn't seemed to have spotted Erock yet, but it will do soon. Um, oh, wait, fuck. Right. Um, oh, this is gonna sound, this is gonna be really strange. Um, right, what I want to do is, um, I want to down another potion of great healing. Oh, okay. So 44 plus 4. 44 plus 4. Uh, 44. Oh, that's shit. Is that uh, me last week? Yeah, so that's an 11. So, 43. And then, I want to use the Wonder Featherfall, run, and leap out one of the windows. Okay. In an attempt to sort of land next to Erock? Yeah. Okay, sure. You run and you leap and you kind of smash through the window yourself a little bit. Because you're, you know, you're a big guy and it's a small window. Yep. But you quickly touch the Wand of Featherfall to yourself. And as you're starting to plummet, you suddenly you're lighter than air and you slowly begin to drift down to the ground. As you're doing so, Erok is kind of like panting. He's like using his glaive to kind of hold himself up. But he does see this floating half dragonborn, half ghoul, actually pretending to be a shadow skeleton at the moment, floating down towards him. There's <laughs> <laughs> this burning shadow skeleton. You see, as he sees that, he brings his glaive around as an attempt to impale you. <laughs> Uh, I'll uh, I'll make myself look my, myself. Uh, as, he, as you do that, he's like just panics for a moment and almost drops his glaive, so he doesn't end up hitting you. As you kind of drop just in front of him. <laughs> so, what's going on? Where were you? Uh, well, I went on a bit of a recon all the way around the palace. Pretty much all the way around the palace. Thank you, rolling a four. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, trying to find the key to get into the big vault, and I couldn't find one. What happened to you? We were hiding with the wagons, but they were almost done unloading the bodies. We decided to try reposition so that they wouldn't get too close. I managed to slip away, but Varys 
he fell on the ground, and the guards spotted him. So we fought them, but... <sighs> Varys, something strange happened. He disappeared. He was taking hit after hit, and I thought... I honestly thought he was going to die, but he just disappeared right in front of me. I managed to kill the last guard, and I've been trying to dodge the patrols ever since, but I had to take out a few more since then. Okay. Um, right, so Varys isn't dead. Um, do you know... Did you not see him reappear? No, I've not seen him since then. I considered going into the palace, but that alarm's still going off. I thought I could try to find you out. If I did a bit of a lap around the perimeter. Yeah, Varys is inside then. Crap. Um, right. Oh, crap. Where did I do we meet, Bone? I assumed he was on your shoulder as you're floating down from the heavens. As long as you accept that. <laughs> um, I will say, if, he, if I needed to cast Featherfall on him as well, I do have 1d3 charges, so yeah, I assumed it had three. To start yeah, you have... I'd like to imagine he was floating down like he was carrying him like Lois Lane. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, to start with, isn't it 1D3 plus 1? Oh, no, maybe not. I don't remember. So you have had three or four. I'll say you, you tapped Meatbone on the way down as well, or just okay. before jumping. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Either way, I would have only used two. So if I'd rolled a one, I would still have two charges anyway. So yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're on the ground. Yes. Yeah. It um, starts with three charges when you pick it up. I just checked. Um, excellent. So, um, right. Uh, well, I think the best thing to do, guys, is we'll, uh, to get rid of the ghost of Vib, we have to get inside the vault. Unfortunately, the big, I, I don't know if you've seen the big guy, but the big guy um, who's creating all the stuff around us, it's probably not going to be the, uh, the, the a person you want to take on lightly, let's say. Um, so it's whether we try and make a deal or, uh, you know, or if you guys want to, you know, get yourself out of here and hunker down somewhere, I'm quite happy to try and do that myself. Um, you know, and I'll go in and see what I can get arranged. You say you know what's been doing this to my men? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, well, I'm 100% sure I do. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not an easy, uh, it's not an easy fight. <sighs> The idea of letting whoever did this to them survive doesn't sit well with me. But you don't look in the best shape. Uh, probably not. You know, I feel a little bit drained, a little bit, you know, losing a little bit of my magical luster. And you see uh, E-Rock kind of like wipes a bit of blood away from uh, his cheek where he's got a cut. And like, he, he also looks pretty rough too. He's like, um, so... Our options are, we try to go inside, kill this thing and get Varys out, if he's alive. Yep. Or we run? I'm not suggesting that we run. My suggestion is we we either get in there and try and save Varys now, or there's three choices. We get in there, try and save Varys now. We get in there, hope we don't run into anything, which it's highly unlikely that we won't. We find a safe room and we hunker down and like try and rest, or we find somewhere else to rest. Hmm. And then, by the way, I assume you guys moved away from where the flame skull was coming around. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm hoping so. <laughs> I said that you've um, so you've ducked back around more or less where the wagons were originally. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah so that's yeah I, I, I don't really I don't I, it's a it's a tough choice because what I I want I I would make a deal but E Rock doesn't want to make a deal um or I would try and make a deal so I'm kind of leaving it to him I don't mind if he wants to want to try and do this um but you know I would I would attempt to make a deal if 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 it was left to me do you say that to him yeah 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 that's what I'll tell him. What do you know about this creature? What could we offer it? Well, these 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 people like this always want something. And I've found in my, well, recent life at least, that I can normally provide such things or find them or, or you know, offer, 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 offer them something that they're after. Um, so, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see why it would be I don't. I don't see the harm in asking first. If he then becomes aggressive, then we have it your way. And what about Varus? Do you think he's alive? Well, I want to say I want to think that I would have probably been. I might have been spotted a bit sooner had he not been alive. Um, you know. But then again, who knows? Maybe he's trying to turn him into one of these guys. But you know, I, I know he will. I know. I, I know. I know that he would be alive. If you saw him die, he would still be alive, and it takes some pretty strong magic to kill a dreamer. So I see. That teleportation thing, does that happen every time he dies? Yep. So worst comes to worst, we could kill him and then run out of there. Ooh, that's a good idea. You know, so, you know, if all else fails, we could just kill Varys and get out of here, because he'll reappear somewhere else. I don't like the idea of letting this thing live, but if you don't think we're strong enough to take it out, I'd prefer this not to be a suicide mission for the pair of us. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want it to be a suicide mission, but I'm not too sure how to go about it because I don't really know enough about this creature. Um. So, oh. I'd say whatever we end up offering it can't be good. I've already seen what it's done to my men, and I don't know what it's trying to do in here, but I can't believe it'll be benign or beneficial to any of us. If we get to agree to anything, I think we should try to take it out as quickly as possible, the moment its guard is dropped. Okay, so we're going straight in now then, yeah? Mars has been gone a long time. There is any hope of him being in one piece. I suppose it's the best idea. Okay, so... Uh, right, um, I'm thinking we'll go. Well, Rogar kind of knows his way around. I'm gonna, we are gonna try, we are gonna go back in. Um, okay. you know, that's what that's kind of what that's what Erox kind of said he wants to do. Um, I'm just gonna say if you've got any potions now, take them, uh, because we're not gonna get another chance, I don't think. Um, Erox does actually have a potion in his pouch, so he's gonna take that, he's going to take. What looks very similar to your uh, potion of greater healing. Okay. Uh, 14 points. It's not too bad. That's no, not bad at all. It's better than I did. But he goes, that's my last one. Yeah, I only have one left. Um, Meat, you got anything? Meat uh, shakes his head and goes, nope, I have nothing on me. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so, what do you think of the plan of I go in like ahead of you guys, try and, you know, Get in his favor, and then we'll see what happens. You know, if you hear anything go down, you guys 
coming guns are blazing. We could do. We uh, could do. Uh, I assume, do you kind of describe the general layout that you've seen to him a little bit? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, let him know where the big room is, because that's where I'm going to be heading towards. Mm. Um, but I'll also, what, I'll let him know I'm a dreamer So as if well. you go down, it's not the end, <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. Yes. He goes, well, I have this. And he kind of, you watch as he pulls off something that you weren't quite sure what it was, because it almost looks like a bundle of bones. But as he kind of opens it out a little bit, you see it's actually like a crossbow made of bone. Oh, wow. And he goes, it's not my preferred weapon, but you say the ground floor is essentially above where this lab is. Yeah. I could post up there and if things kick off, open fire. Definitely do that. Um, and I'll send me, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll say to me, if you go with E-Rock, you can watch his back as well um you know just uh you know if, if everything does kick off he can fire at least you know a couple of shots off while meat is coming at him meatbone kind of nods and goes i will do my best i know you will my friend i know you will okay so uh yeah that sounds like the plan we're going with okay okay so you guys make your little preparations and you head back towards the palace yeah so we should see what's been happening to Varys, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Varys, you don't know how much time has passed because you've been in darkness for a little while now. Mm-hmm. But your eyes slowly start to open and you feel... You feel awful. Your entire body feels just heavy. Your senses are seemingly dulled, but you feel a lot of pain in your wrists and in your ankles, like a lot of pain and you kind of roll your head around a little bit and you see that they're manacled down to a table these strong looking iron cuffs you look around you darting your eyes as best you can but it's so slow to move your head in fact you realize it is taking a hell of a long time just to slowly crane your neck around as you're lying on what appears to be some sort of long table you're in a large chamber. It's like a big circular room. All around you, on little tables nearby, you see tools. Small, sharp, nasty-looking tools. You see a little bit in the distance, there's a pile of bodies in various states of decay. Most of them ghouls, but you see a few just skeletons and skeletal remains. And you see some laborers coming in and dropping some bodies off still. And you realize this is where they must have been taking everything when they were loading them off the wagons. You sort of roll your head back the other way and you see Dr. Nick at a different table. He's kind of hunched over. He's tinkering with something. But as you make that little bit of movement, he doesn't turn around to face you, but he goes, Ah, Varys, I see you finally awake. Where am I? You try to say that and it comes out so slurred and slow. It's like, like your jaw isn't moving properly. You can just about get the words out, but it's it's not very clear. But he seems like to a, pick like you a up. mumbling. Yeah, like you're under some sort of like heavy anesthesia, but you're still awake. Yeah. And he goes, ah, I thought I'd make you a little bit more comfortable. This is my new lab. I know you became quite familiar with my old one. This one, well, it has its charms. 
Not everything my old one did, but perhaps one day I'll get to see that one again. I just look at all like I say, I notice all the dead bodies and it was a bit, I was like, your old lab, it, you heal people, you heal people, not, 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 not this. <laughs> Something most people don't tend to think of when they consider the necromantic arts. You must know how to put things together as well as take them apart. As you're kind of lolling your eyes around a little bit, you look up and you see a strange set of what looks like some sort of mechanical apparatus on the top landing, like connecting together. You can't really make out what it is. It just seems to be large and mechanical and it's like spread across the chamber with like four arms sort of resting. Mm. And it seems to come down into some sort of point or spire in the center, almost needle-like. And it's really far away, but you can't really make out what its purpose is, but it looks like it's been built and placed there. Because it, it just doesn't look like it makes up whatever this room used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, Varys, I was wondering, while you rested, just how much do you remember of our last interaction? I... If he tries to think back, and it's like, I, uh, I remember he, we were we preparing a spell, and well, you were preparing the spell, and we all like we say we we had this great plan to to phase out and then phase back in, arriving in the palace, taking Kren by God, by surprise, but uh, obviously it went. He looks at him, I look at him and I go like, but it went wrong? No, it didn't go wrong. You did this on purpose. (laughs) Not exactly. Though it's true, I never had any intention of bringing you to the palace. It was also not my plan to end up stranded here with you. You see, Varys, your little group of revolutionaries weren't the most secretive bunch. I received an offer from the Prime Arbitra himself. (laughs) What? Just to quietly dispose of you, oh yes. He didn't have time to waste with personally removing you from the picture. So a nice chunk of gold for my research came my way. You, at this point, Varys tries with all his efforts to try and break out the shackles, but obviously he's going to fail. As you kind of like push your arms, and you realize you're almost completely paralyzed, but as you try to shake your arms against the shackles, it hurts so much. Far more than you expect it to. Ah! You're going to fucking pay for this! (laughs) Oh, it seems like... My little drug has done its work well. It's quite an interesting concoction I've been working on. You see, it renders the body almost entirely immobile. But it keeps the pain receptors on and heightened. You are going to fucking die for this. Now, now, now. Don't promise things you can't fulfill. 
But yes, you were partially right, though. Things didn't go exactly to plan. You see, I was just going to drop you in the Astral Sea. Let one of the psychic storms tear you and your men apart. But something went wrong. I must admit, trying to plane shift that many people isn't standard, and I, it was a bit of a gamble whether it would work. But something went horribly wrong while I was casting. I felt it flow through me as the conduit of the spell. And you see, he, he has a bit of difficulty talking with this strange reformed mouth that he has, and it you see he's not really been speaking much since he's been here, surrounded by nothing but these undead that the majority of which can't talk. But he's seemingly enjoying monologuing a little bit to you as he sort of has you at his disposal. Being a bit of a bomb villain. Yeah. And he sort of continues on and goes, It was a ripple through the realms. It took me a while of study to realize what happened since I arrived here, but something happened between the planes. Something catastrophic. That's what caused my spell to fail. I got pulled through to this realm as I fell through the Astral Sea. You and your men only partially came with me, it seems. I saw the spirits leave their bodies behind, and my body was torn apart. But I'm nothing if not a survivor, Varys. I took their spirits into my own, used it to reform myself as you see before you now. I managed to hold on as I fell through that storm, through the rolling astral sea, and then somehow, through sheer luck, I suppose, ended up here, in a place that, uh, that I'd only heard about in legend, in far-flung rumor. I don't know if you've truly realized where you are, Varys, but this place, this place is known as the Dreamlands. It's not supposed to be accessible, at least not through any easy method. And yet I've ended up here with so much opportunity hanging before me. I found this city full of death and to one who studies the arts of unlife as I do. Remaking things in the glory of decay and undeath. Oh, I was a child in a candy store. <laughs> of course, it has a bit of a ghost problem, but you take what you can get. So I went to work. Managed to pick up the leftovers and rebuild some of these ghouls as something a little bit more useful to me. And you see... He picks up something in front of him and turns around a little bit to you, and you see this mechanical arm. Mm -hmm. it looks very much like the those gripping claws that the yeah. that the ghouls have had installed. Yeah, this is something I was working on in my original lab. I've had chance to experiment and perfect a few models here, and you see on the table in front of him a. A few different versions of the same claw. You see one that actually has like a drill on the end of it. Mm -hmm. One that has more of a saw to it. 
you wonder if some of the ghouls that are walking around actually have different weapon setups. He's been practicing different forms at the very least. So he was working on this shit in our lab? Oh yes, Varys, yes. You have to keep an active mind when you study the mystic arts as I do. <laughs> sick, sick fuck. <laughs> it seems you're somewhat of a peculiarity. I watched your spirit leave your body as the spell was failing, yet here you are, intact. That's interesting to me. You didn't seem to go through the same process I did to get here. He kind of looks at his three writhing tentacles and gives you an eyeless stare as he starts to walk over towards you and he places the mechanical arm next to you. How much movement have I got in my wrist? Basically nothing. Shit. He picks up a syringe and pushes it into one of your... Let's say your right arm, that's the one that'd be facing him. Mm-hmm. And draws blood. Yes. I've been researching here for some time, trying to understand my particular predicament. I've dedicated a lot of my effort to figuring out just how could I return home, return to the material plane. If it's the last thing I do, you are not going back. Ho 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 ho. Well, I don't see like you have a lot of options, Varys. Especially since I've been considering that you perhaps do have some use for me. You see, I've always got along much better with people when they couldn't talk back. And now that I have what I need, he kind of waves the syringe in front of you a little bit with this blood, your blood, inside of it. I think it's time we begin the surgery, don't you? I start sort of like trying to, again, try and get out of the restraints. Um, I suppose, like I say, I'm a bit helpful. There's not much I can really do. Um, can you cast a cantrip? I can cast a cantrip. I didn't even think of that. You are essentially paralyzed. You cannot cast a cantrip. Ah. Uh, there's nothing I can do. No, you are completely at his mercy, and Rogar spent a very long time not coming to help you. I yeah. didn't know! You didn't know? I am not I'm not blaming you. You acted with the knowledge R- you had. Rogar act like Rogar. End of yes. the day. I can't yeah. I'm not upset. Rogar acted like Rogar does, and Rogar had no clue. The first he said the first he knew about Varus being in any shit street is when he when they met B Rock. So this was one of them. Yeah. So Varys, you kind of you're trying to panically conjure up a spell, but your fingers just won't make the shapes. Your mouth won't move to do the uh, speaking elements. Can I do um, something for flavor? Sure, try it. Um, I whisper the word Varadin, and my sword reappears. So, does it appear in your sheath or in your hand? In my hand. Okay. For the briefest moment, it appears in your hand, but your hand can't grip it, and it clatters to the ground just next to you. Uh-huh. I'll try again. Varadin! And again, the same happens. It appears and clatters. And Dr. Nick just sort of shakes his head a little and goes, Varus, Varus, Varus. Your struggles are in vain. It's time that you accept the inevitable. And you watch as one of his tentacle arms reaches over to that table of implements and brings over to his regular hand 
saw, a small surgical saw. And as we fade away from this scene, Barris screams. And that's where we're going to end the episode. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, that's the end of Aris. Well, not necessarily. Once you... <laughs> you always think I'm going to be able to control him. <laughs> oh, bollocks. <laughs> I'm going to be... It's going, he's going to be a he's, he's going to be some sort of boss coming up. <laughs> no, <laughs> the fact that Cookson is laughing at that. <laughs> Either that has anyone played? Uh, I don't know if it's Quake Four or Quake Three where you start getting sort of turned into like one of the enemy and then they get rescued partway through and you sort of have enemy powers but in control of your own mind. I vaguely remember that. Was that Quake? It was Quake, but I can't remember which mm. one. A very long time since I played Quake. Oh well. So that was an episode. <laughs> Jesus. If you enjoyed, please do uh, check us out on our uh, WordPress website that has lots of background lore and fun and good times. Chat to us on Twitter. I am at Treason No, and my players are at their play names with GTMP at the end of it. And. We are available on basically all podcast providers. So if you uh, want to check us out on your favorite uh, listening device, I'm sure you can. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to our co-host to say their goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you'll follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at L-O-W Podcast. And maybe one day, I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. And you can also find me on those amazing podcasts, but you can also find me on the UK RAD Live podcast, where on most of the good podcast catchers out there. You can find us on Twitter at UK RAD Podcast, and you can also find us on Facebook. But you can also find me on Twitter as Steve AOTGCMP. Basically, causing shit for Rogar. Indeed. And well, I hope you all enjoyed listening, and we will see you all next week. Goodbye. See ya. See ya. Well, hello there. I'm Dr. Evil, and my minions and I were wondering something. Are you evil? Does it bring you great satisfaction when you see somebody trip? Do you frequently plot the demise of those that have wronged you? Do you associate more with pop culture villains than you do cliche heroes? Does just looking at a do-gooder make you go, Ugh. Are you looking for a podcast featuring other like-minded villains who speak about any and all things evil? You answered yes to any of these questions, and I have something very, very special for you. A Necessary Evil podcast, part of the Necropodicon Network. We eat, drink, and sleep villainy. Our podcast has everything from villainous plots to tips and advice on how to become a better villain. So come on over. We'll leave the door unlocked. And I might not even booby trap it this time. Ha ha ha!
Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.